Hello and welcome, Bears fans, to Bear Football here on the Barroom Network. Jamba Phone alongside Aldo Gondia and Tyler Ellis. Guys, we're talking about a Bears victory, a solid Bears victory. They defeat the Las Vegas Raiders by a score of 20 to 9. A solid performance on both sides of the ball. A lot of things to talk about. A lot of things to look forward to. A lot of things to break down. But let's go around the horn. Aldo, initial reactions as soon as this game hit triple zeros. Well, I got to tell you that there are a lot of individual efforts, uh, performances that we will be talking about over the next hour, hour and a half, hour long we're on. But this guy right here, Khalil Mack. I'm surprised Tyler's not wearing his jersey. What's up, brother? But that individual effort uh, really meant a lot to me as a fan of Khalil Mack, and I'm sure it meant a lot to him. It was, as 4,000 Clovers said, that was definitely his revenge game. I do think from a team perspective that this team played good complementary football. Every time the offense had to do something, they did. Every time the defense had to do something, with the exception of one blemish, in my opinion, they did. This was outstanding football. Even the coaching staff gets credit after this. So I am really very, very happy. And I think that this team now, can we can safely say, and with some confidence, say that they can contend for the division championship. Gaines, what do you see out there? Okay, so initial reactions, Super Bowl shuffle, baby. We going all the way. <laughs> you gotta ruin everything. You gotta ruin. Just let us have this one. Let's have this one, Tyler. Let's worry about the rest of it. Hey, yo, Bears Nation, thank you all for joining us this evening. The Bears got a W. We keep it real when we lose, and we dang sure gonna celebrate when we win. A great overall team victory in every phase of the game. I just tweeted this thing out. Do you, once upon a time, every time the Bears kicked a field goal, it was a heart attack moment. That was a horror story that our grandchildren, we should never tell that story to. Which is just Carlos Santos, the longest active streak with field goals, John, on every aspect of the game. I am impressed with the, with the toughness, how much we got embarrassed in London to come out like this at their home, quote-unquote, we talked about this last week, their home field, because there's a lot of Bears fans there. I think it was a great showing of the bears as we have a winning freaking record and now we doing beating an afc team Twice. guys you know what i you know what i love seeing on that box score between khalil herbert and damian williams 34 carries for almost 140 yards they were road graders today making running lanes khalil i think i think we had a coming out game here for khalil herbert because we, they, we, we weren't really sure what to expect from this guy despite playing pretty well in the preseason we weren't sure how he was going to react being in a regular season nfl game and he showed that he was ready for the challenge and this is a guy Guy who might see more and more carries if, if David Montgomery is out for another four weeks or so that 16 or eight, he had 18 carries today he might be a 20 carry guy he could be a 21 22 carry guy obviously Damian Williams is is fully capable as well he's the guy that you might uh, have a little bit uh, have more involved in the passing game but Khalil Herbert runs with the purpose he they they even mentioned on the broadcast numerous times that they remind him of David Montgomery and his running style I think that they got a real fine in Khalil Herbert uh and not to mention the other Khalil had, had a game as well both Khalil's on this squad had a real game but although how about that rushing attack because 
that took so much pressure off of Justin Fields and allowed him to be, have an efficient day, 12 of 20 for 111 and a touchdown. But it's got to feel good knowing you can just hand that ball off to one of those two running backs and they're gonna and they're gonna get you some yards. Both Herbert and Williams averaged over four yards per carry. Uh, Herbert with 4.2 and Damian Williams with four uh, four yards even. That's just so big for the development of this quarterback. Absolutely. You, you guys all know that I'm the old timer here at the Barroom Network, and I always go back to NFL films for inspiration. There's a famous line read by John Facenda, that voice of God, and he said, uh, go forward and fight them. Be savage again. And that's what the offensive line did. They went forward and they played in a savage manner and the yards and the holes were there for the yards. And, uh, you know, big tip of the hat to the play calling by Bill Lazor and the running by those guys behind that great effort by the offensive line. And we talked about this on a number of our shows. We talked about the fact that the, the uh, uh, Raiders now had that Lions game tape to take a look at what they did with those multiple tight ends to help out the offensive line and so forth. What they didn't expect was Alex Mars coming in there and being that extra uh, uh, offensive tackle. And that really helped the, the, the game plan and really helped with the execution of the run game. I think that finally Coach Matt Nagy has found something that he can use his innovative way of calling plays and, and putting it together a scheme that's going to help this team, but leave the play calling to Bill Lazor because he's got a better sense of tempo because he can set up a defense for what he wants to do later in the game. He's got all the tools to be an outstanding playmaker. Please, Matt Nagy, please, Matt Nagy, leave that menu alone. Don't touch it. Work with the crew at putting together the schemes and the game plan and then step away and, and and yell and scream at the officials. Yeah. Gain, yeah I was going to say, do you, following up on that, you were talking about Bill Lazor, how he should never be bothered again as far as play calling goes. Does that does this kind of cement that? It definitely cements it, Brother John. But also what I saw during the game was Bill Lazor being able to sit alongside Justin Fields. And Nagy, a head coach, can't do that during the course of a game. And you got to be able to adjust on the fly. It's a long game. And what I like, the Bears actually got off to a fast start. And that's what I loved about the tenacity of this team because we did, this is kind of how I thought the Cleveland game was going to go because we were battling Cleveland. It was a close game to halftime. But if you leave a team around, they're going to take advantage. The Raiders, they tried to come out in the halftime and, and take over, but thank God we had that cushion. This definitely submits Bill Lazor as calling the plays. All the cutback lanes were open for the running back. That's a, that's a tribute to the interior line of scrimmage. And then um, and even on the passing routes, the um, back, shoulder, back shoulder throws, getting to that first down marker. How many first downs did we get, end up getting? Was it like 18 or 22? When it, um, it was around, around, I, just, I just kept – they, they were just stacking up, like moving the chains, moving the chains, getting a field goal range. And so this definitely cements Laser as the offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears going forward. Good times ahead, guys. This is, it, this is a very big deal. Talking about calling a good game, let's not forget to give credit to Sean Desai because I think that that's flying under the radar too because we put so much emphasis on the offense and how it's performing. How about Sean Desai coming in and getting more pressure 
on the quarterback than we ever saw with Chuck Pagano back there. Another three sacks today, but more than just the sacks was the constant pressure around Derek Carr. Three sacks today, I believe one by Gibson, one by Mack, and one by Travis Gibson, who's emerging as a beast in the pass rush game. He's going, he's earning himself more and more, uh, more and more playing time, but guys, that, that pass rush is taking, I think, a lot of pressure off the secondary. I know we talk about the secondary holding their uh, holding their coverage long enough to get those sacks, but it, it's a mm-hmm. two-way street as far as I'm concerned. The fact that they can get that much pressure and they're getting the most out of Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack. Did, did Sean Desai find the uh, the golden key that unlocks this pass rush? What, what's, what's going on, Aldo? Well, I think, you know, uh, Sean Desai and Mike Pettin, I think, deserves credit. You know, I I think I mentioned in last week's show, Pettin came from Green Bay with the ability, the reputation of of creating blitz schemes and pass rushing schemes that free up people. Those were the words exactly from Aaron Rodgers after he's faced Pettin's defense in practice a number of times. And he said, this guy is good. And so I think that that's one of the reasons Pettin was brought here is to help uh, cash in on the talents of Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn and the rest of those pass rushers. And I do believe that Sean Desai has done an excellent job because as Robert Quinn said at a press conference earlier this week, when you get a sack, it is because the defensive backs have good coverage and we got a good pass rush pass, you know, uh, uh, on the offensive line. So it, it works in combination. And I think that there's a lot of credit to be handed to the, the different coaches and different players. That's why we're seeing such a success on this defense. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I'm so proud of this football team. I, I, I just sat there watching this game and feeling like, this is the team that I've been searching for. This is beautiful football. It's bear football. It's great. Talking about that defense, Tyler, who was your standouts today? Obviously, Khalil Mack was making his presence known, but there was a lot. There's a lot of credit to give out today. Who stuck out to you? There's a there is a lot of credit to give out, but you got you did talk about Gibson, and I I just really want to um shout him out because he it was the way he got the sacks. It was the way he fought off the block with a strong like jab to the to the offensive man's shoulder. What I saw him do in college, but the fact that I, I think he put on about 20 pounds of muscle over this past offseason, and that's allowed him to play at an NFL level of, of strength and get him around the court. He stood out to me because you got horses. You got horses and you got dogs, and that's what it takes to win in this league. This is not like this is not time to be nice. When we get close to the, to, to the cold weather, you want guys that can play physical. So my man, I mean, I think both Gibsons, I mean, even, even our guy came back, safety came back. We were missing him for the past two weeks. And so him, I feel like Eddie was able to play a little bit more free, having um, even though Bush fell in admirably over the past couple of weeks, but having Gibson back in the secondary, Gibson down at, um under last scrimmage, that's what stood out to me. I can I can go on and on because Roquan Smith was like laying people out. That, that, that he was laying people out. And even though he got caught with a flag, John, everything he did was with his shoulder. It was I I don't wish injury for nobody, but Roquan was leading with his shoulder. And as an NF as a football player, that's what you do. And if Rokon doesn't do it, then you're just letting people catch the ball. And we just can't do yeah. that. But so much, so much to talk about. I can talk. I'm, I'm gonna keep going, John. <laughs> um, Over here. Because 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 even our man um Tyler, even um man, my our young corner was checking um Waller one-on-one in the red zone. What mm-hmm. that was it was like a five-inch difference. 
a five inch difference and Carr tried to throw a basketball throw to him and he stopped it. It was just so much to take away from the secondary when you're talking about coach Desai. I'm trying to not get over positive because next week is the real test. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it gets it gets real next week. <laughs> but for the Raiders were a three in one team, gentlemen. Let's just keep that going on. Let's let's also remember all the the freaking experts, the smart geniuses with the pocket protectors. They all picked the, the Raiders to lo- to, to win this game. Okay, <laughs> so just give a perspective. Yo, there was a lot to Ty, take away. Ty, Tyler, Tyler's so hype. I think he gave credit to Kevin Tolliver there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Let's let's give every, let's give everybody some credit for this one. Everybody, everybody was part of this team win. Everyone, everyone the way eats he today. Was cheering, the way he was clapping. <laughs> Even Kevin Tolliver gets some credit for that one today. But, but you're, to your point, there there was a full team victory, something that we haven't really seen too much uh, in recent history just because it's the defense really is the, the driving force behind this or mainly the defense was the driving force behind this. But uh, th- today you saw a balanced attack. You saw them, especially at the end. When they needed to eat up some clock, they, 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 they got the drive going and they, they ran a long drive to really drain out that clock. And Aldo, we got Matt Nagy ready to go? No, we don't. That was a mistake on my part. Please continue. Uh, but I was going to say, when the offense needed to get out there, drive the ball down the field, they were able to do it. They were able to have a long, sustaining drive. And they were they were able to do their job, and they didn't put all the pressure back on the defense to make a play. And I, I know that you're gonna, for like I said, some of the some of the uh, the the box score bloggers throughout the country are gonna look at it and say, well, Justin Fields, twelve of twenty for one hundred and eleven yards and a touchdown. That's nothing special. This dude has a command of the offense. If you watch the game, you can tell that this kid has the command of the offense, and is tough as nails, by the way, because like we talked about in halftime. Dude was getting lit up. He I looked that looked like a bad knee injury he sustained. He was out for what five minutes and he came and he came trotting back out. So the Bears have a have their quarterback. They have a guy that's, who, who wants to play, who wants to win. And you saw after that touchdown pass that Jesper Horst said, he he was he was confident. He had a little dance to him. He had a little bit of swag to him. But it wasn't one of those, it wasn't one of those. you could just tell his body language. You can really read this kid's body language and saying, that's what I'm here to do. And that's what I'm going to continue to do. So I could not be more pleased with this. There were there, were there some hiccups? Absolutely. Some stupid penalties. Absolutely. Mario Williams has to keep his head about him uh, and not cost them a game against somebody who's a little bit better than the Raiders. There's always going to be things to clean up, but for the most part, the bears took control of this game and they didn't really relinquish it they did get a little lazy in the third quarter but they never really relinquished control of the game so that that, that was that was just an all-around good performance and it, you're, nothing jumps off as far as offensive uh, offensively nothing jumps out at you it was like wow look at that statistic but really everyone really contributed to it because if you look at the receiving uh breakdown darnell mooney darnell mooney three catches for 35 alan robinson four for 32 cole Komet two for 22 uh damian williams two for 20 it's not none of those are you know mount everest spikes but they all contributed at key parts of the game so that's that's what you're worried about i don't care because there have been plenty of times in the last two years where alan robinson had 10 catches for 101 yards and a touchdown they lost the game so uh there, so so you see everybody contributing to this win. I, like I said, 
very, very pleased with it. Although, and, John, uh, and John, let me show you this. I ran a quick poll here with everyone who is uh, <laughs> with us. And so I asked, who deserves a game ball on offense? 29% laser, 23% fields, 29% the offensive line, 19% other. You know what that means? It's team football. When you yeah. get results like that on a poll, that there's just not one guy who stood out above everybody else. It's because everybody contributed. It, and that's why this game was just so beautiful from that standpoint. I love this kind of football. This is the kind of football I love and, and cherish from the Chicago Bears. This is, this is, I, I just hope that Matt Nagy can bottle it and not interfere and mess things up. I still don't trust that guy. I'm sorry. No, I, no. I don't. <laughs> no, I, and I don't, I don't either. And that's why I think you see such a big portion of that poll going to Bill Lazor because you saw night and day. When Bill Lazor started taking control of the play calls, and I'm not trying to re rehash this whole big talking point, but it's very it's it's still affecting. It's still it's still very obvious that when Bill Lazor took over play calling, the team, the team, the offense was better. You saw it today. Last week it was like, oh, it's just the Lions. Who cares? It's the Lions. They're winless. The, now it's against the Raiders, who are three and one. Maybe not the best defensive squad, but still a good football team. And you saw it again. Two weeks in a row, I think Bill Lazor calling plays, Bill Lazor being able to put people in position to contribute. That's the difference. And so to your point, Aldo, let's hope that Matt Nagy is okay with other people getting credit beside himself. Yep. Let's hope that whenever they're talking about everyone contributing, he doesn't be like, well, I'm still the head coach. I, mm -hmm. I don't want to hear that anymore. Yep. I think it's Jesper Horstead who is at the podium right now. If you guys want to listen to a little bit of him, let's uh let's... Jesper. He, he's, he's we might never face. get this again. We may never get this again. Put it up. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um I think that you learn to become patient in this league. Uh and three weeks or four weeks is nothing compared to like a two seasons. So I knew it would come eventually and uh, you just got to be ready for it when it comes. So, so cool. I, I'm not used to playing away games where you have a crowd that can rival the home crowd. And especially for this game, they were making so much noise, you know, which really disturbs the opposing offense. And you saw a lot of penalties that are caused solely because of that. So it's great. Man, I thought they did a great job. They're two different running backs with different styles of play. And uh, you saw they were just kind of running the ball and did well in the pass game, too, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, really proud of them, too. But it's no surprise. I, mean, I haven't seen this since the beginning of camp for both those guys. You know, kind of what I talked about a couple questions ago, just it was such a overall quality win in all phases of the game and just how that is going to springboard us into next week. Um, you know, I'm sure there's stuff we can clean up on tape, but really I left that game feeling like the majority of the guys played a really, really solid game. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Thanks guys. Appreciate it. What do you think about the fan that just said, I, I think Jesper Horstead should get the game ball uh, from, from, from the offense. What do you guys think about that? It's your boy, Tyler. Go ahead. Thought <laughs> oh, you're muted. He does have the only he did have the only touchdown catch <laughs> of the game of the game. And and he, him and Justin Fielder are now attached at the hip. I mean, that's a that's that's a very big deal. It's a very big deal. I mean, he delivered. I mean, why not? I mean, I'm not mad at it. But um uh, 
when, when one we, catch we, for two we, yards. <laughs> hey, hey, John, but John, it could have been field goal. It could have been. It could have been. It could have been a field goal. At the end of the day, that when we ask for things when we lose, we have to appreciate them when they come. And that sure. was for our Bears to be efficient in their red zone when the opportunity presents itself. What if the Bears didn't score a touch, two touchdowns in their first in the first quarter? Like then we would have went to the half. We went to the half with six to three. Raiders would have found some way home. We can't leave a home team around. They will. They could rally. The Raiders dropped a lot of balls, gentlemen. Let's be real and transparent. Yeah. The Raiders dropped a lot of home run balls. Okay, mm-hmm. but 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 when a team comes like the Bears and we steal momentum away, when we come in and we punch them in the face, we score on a, we score back to back sacks. Like all these things can shake them all up, and so I feel like everybody's played a part. It's hard to put it to give it one person the ball, but total team, total team dominance in terms of like securing the victory. Yep, I and I gotta say, I I posted a video of, of Jesper when he caught that touchdown, and I said the the Bears should not ignore the fact that they have this weapon. He's proven it over and over again that he can make big plays. Remember the touchdown in Detroit last season, and remember now what he did today in limited action. He deserves to be in the lineup. He deserves to be targeted three to five to six times a game because he's a playmaker. He's converted wide receiver from Princeton. It took him a while to learn uh, about the tight end position and also to build the bulk to be able to block for that position. But he's ready. He's ready now. He's proven it. And so I wish that he gets more opportunities and also that once the defenses, opposing defenses now see the film on him, that he continues to progress and be better as a player because I truly believe that him and Komet can be a great tight end duel for this team for many years to come. I know a lot of people are down on Cole Komet, but I truly believe his time is going to come as a pass catcher. But right now, he's getting the job done as a tackler. It's almost like we got another tackle out there. He's he's doing a good job, so let's not get done too down on him Bears fans I think just give him some time he will react I remember when Bearlissimo was working here at the bar room and he he provided a scouting report on Cole Komet and he said it's going to take him a while to get the uh his pass routes going let's see who's at the podium I'm here and and seeing how many Bears fans it was out there today it's crazy you can't even can't even think about an away game oops Oh man, my blood's still going. I feel like I did more in the locker room just now than I did on the field. All the dancing we was doing, but no, it was, it was a great team victory. You know what I'm saying? So we felt good, felt great about this one. Can you describe the touchdown run you had? What, what kind of what you saw in the play? Oh no, nah, I kind of see you know the line collapse and everybody went down, and we've been talking about it all week. You know, if it bounces out, you're gonna be one on one with the with the corner. That's all I was thinking about really was. Getting out there and being one on one with the corner. Say that one more time. You being the feature back today, how would you rate performance? Uh, I feel like we did great just overall as offense. Not kind of, you know, speaking about me because I wouldn't be able to do anything without the guys in front, the quarterback and the receivers. So I just feel like as an offense, we was on point a little bit. Is this the best game for your offensive line this season? Uh so far I feel like, you know, it's my first time really just being back there like that. I feel like they always, you know, do their thing when it comes to Sunday. I just feel like today was one of them dog fights, and you kind of can really see it come out of them too. Who was your mindset this week? You ain't Khalil, knowing that you were going to be taking over and taking the load from David. Well, when you got a guy like David, who's you know a run hard kind of guy, and he's going to get them hard yards. 
that's what everybody expecting, you know. And me being who I am, that's how I'm gonna carry myself as well. You know, we're gonna go in here, we're gonna get these hard yards, and we're gonna keep going. And two four had the same mentality. So whenever I went out, he went in, kept doing the same thing. I just man, being able to just do what I do every day is something special to me. Whether I'm out there first, second, third, as long as I'm out there being able to help my teammates, help my brothers, at the end of the day, I'm I'm happy. Man, I was I was telling them all game, especially coming out in that second half, like this on you right now. Like I gave my blows, the first blows in the first half. Now it's your turn to go ahead and get your couple blows in. But I felt like, you know, as a young kid and coming into this type of environment, he held us so great. And um, I just feel like, you know, being consistent, period, you know, I feel like he's a very consistent person. And I feel like if he continues to do that and continues to do that, he's going to have a long, long future. There's some level of concern when Justin went out there for the three period? Not at all, because, you know, we got 14 coming in as well. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you worry and, and, you, and like you say, you know, I'm concerned about him because, you know, he's one of my brothers. At the end of the day, we had a game to go out here and win. And we need one for it to step up. That's Damian Williams, who had what was it, uh, John? He had sixteen, uh, sixteen for sixty-four and a touchdown. Right, and two catches for twenty yards. So, uh, what a player! What a pickup this guy was. I mean, if you saw that Kansas City Super Bowl game where the Chiefs won. Damien could have easily have been the player of the game. And so when the Bears picked him up in the offseason, I went, wow, mm-hmm. Ryan Pace, man. Ooh, mm-hmm. getting well, it done. <laughs> compared to what he was, I mean, compared to what they had last year, because when uh, Tariq Cohen got hurt, it was David Montgomery and Cordero Patterson. Now I know Cordero Patterson is lighting it up in, in the ATL right now. He is, mm-hmm. he is far and beyond what he ever was in Chicago, but uh, whenever he was the running back number two, it just was not really working out. And now the Bears may have sneakily put together the deepest running back room in the entire NFL. Whenever you think of David Montgomery, Damian oh, Williams, now Khalil Herbert, and Tariq Cohen's coming back at some point. So mm-hmm. you got more depth in that room than they've had in a really, really long time. It's something to be really excited about. And with the guy who's calling plays now, it looks like he actually wants to utilize that talent in the running back room. So a lot to look forward to because you got young guns there. David Montgomery, super young. Khalil Herbert, super young. Damian Williams, I believe, is might be almost 30. But, uh, yeah, he's 29. Uh, but still, the veteran presence back there, and obviously Tree Cohen's still young. And uh, if you can limit his workload, then he, his uh, risk of injury is going to go way down. Mm. A, a question for both of you guys is, th- does this feel a little like 2018? I know we're only five games into the season, but I almost got that impression that there is this building team chemistry and that is it, the, the defense is going to get the job done with a mighty pass rush and some innovation on the part of the defensive coordinator and the offense is going to do enough to win. Plus, now we have that added bonus of having a deep 
running back core that can get stuff done. So you lose a guy like David Montgomery, a top five running back in the NFL, and then you come in with Khalil Herbert and Damian Williams. I mean, to me, if it feels a little like 2018. What do you guys think? I want to say I'll, I'll say this. Um, it feels it feels like it's its own its own type of identity. Honestly, um, I feel like 2018 there was a lot of surprise. Like, oh my gosh, Mitch threw like so many touchdowns. So like, it, we were surprised with a lot of different victories. This one, I feel like success is a planned event, and I feel like with Bell Laser calling these plays, we're gonna put our quarterback. In, we expect Justin Fields to do good. Versus before 2018, it was like, oh my gosh, Mitch played okay. Thank God. <laughs> and so it was like, this is like, I expect Justin Fields to not throw interceptions, but at the same time, he's still a rookie. Um, this feels a little bit more better regardless of the result. I know 18, the playoff run and everything else, but I feel like this team can be better than that team. And I, I, not just from a stats, I'm just talking about from a team camaraderie. I believe the Chicago Bears has one of the best front sevens in the NFL. That, that is my honest opinion. And we saw that today because Jacobs is a dynamic football player. And the fact that we were able to hold him, hold that 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 court, they almost abandoned the run. But, but between the secondary, that I thought was a huge question mark, John, coming to the season. I thought the secondary was a huge question mark. For them to play like they're playing right now, I feel like this team right now could be better than that 2018 team because, John, like you just said, the depth at right receiver, running back, and pass rush. What say you? Uh, I'm not ready to take that plunge just yet. Uh, but keep in mind that the 2018 Bears did start 3-3 three and three and then won 9 of 10 to finish the season. So it's not like that's that isn't what could be happening now. Uh, I, I also need to see it maybe against a really good team. And I think the Green Bay game next week will be the ultimate barometer. If we win next week, John, if we win next week, John, if we win next week, John. I'll come around. I'll come around and say this this has real potential. If they go in and they beat Green Bay, I say I this team it. has real potential because they're beating a team that a lot of people say is a Super Bowl contender. And so, so far, no one's really saying that about Las Vegas. No one really saying that about Cincinnati. No one was saying that about Detroit. They go in and they beat Green Bay. They're for real. They're for real. And even if they, even if they really hold their own against Green Bay and it's a, you know, knockdown, drag out, three-point, you know, field goal ends it kind of thing. If they can hold their own against Green Bay – that, I mean, not that not that they have to prove anything to me. I'm just talking about my own personal beliefs sure. in this team. Is that I think that they they got a real fighting chance. And I know that I know that Green Bay isn't as scary as they have been in years past. And they played tooth and nail with Cincinnati today. But uh, yeah, and you know, Week One was an absolute disaster. But they seem to get back on track. But if they can, then you know what they they really got something cooking. As long as their meddling head coach stays out of the way. Uh, Roquan Smith uh, at the podium. And, uh, you know, offense play Oops. well, and we feel like if we're doing our job, special teams included, uh, then we can uh, make a lot of things happen. Uh, you know, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a nice, it was a nice play. Uh, I figured he was gonna, um, he was gonna, um, throw it up to him and I just played through his hands, uh, you know, get coached on it, uh, every week. So I'm sorry, not that one. Unnecessary roughness. Uh, what play? In the end zone. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I thought that was BS. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I was like unnecessary. Yeah. I thought that was BS. It was like when I seen the play, it was like 
Vildor um, actually had knocked it out looking at it on film, but only thing I seen was the guy had the ball in his hand. And uh, I'll have to look back at it, but I don't think I put my helmet in there. I think I put my shoulder, and then, you know, they called it, so it's a flag, but it is what it is. Uh, you know, I seen him uh, with the run fake, and then I seen him keep it, and I guess he thought he was gonna get him an easy first down. So I said, "No, nah, let me, let me, let me stop you for a second. Yeah, man, it was a lot of Bears fan here. I didn't know. Uh, I knew there was Bears fans everywhere, but. Uh, I didn't know they get down like this. So when they were saying the let's go Bears, that was that was huge and felt like we were at home for a second. So when a player plays at your level, usually it seems to sometimes get the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes close play. You don't seem to. Does that ever bother you? Oh, not at all. I don't like. I don't want shit given to me. You know, I, I want to get everything the hard way. So that's how I live. That's how I'll always live, and uh, I won't change. I'll, I'll get it. But do you think you'll ever reach that point where? Because of who you are, you, you know. I don't want favor. I don't want favors in life. Uh, that's not me. Nor do I want favors out on the field. So I don't really care about getting getting you know calls here and there. It is what it is. They call it, so be it. Uh, absolutely, yeah. It sucks, you know, having a leader like Akeem out. Uh, but it's uh, next man up, and there's a lot of uh, good guys in that room, uh, in the defensive line room, rotating those guys in and out. So I took my hat off to those guys. Those guys play hard each and every day, practice hard each and every day. So uh, got a lot of respect for them. Uh, I don't really know, and I don't care. I just know it was the game this week, and we won. You guys had the time. You guys have time personnel out there a lot. How about DHC making that play? It seems like you play more on DHC. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, the guy number was called, so uh, he stepped up and made uh, some big plays. And the guy worked his tail off each and every week. I don't know anyone that works harder than uh, 36. And, man, I got a, a lot of respect for the guy as a player and as a person. So I'm very excited and very happy that uh, he was able to make some plays out there. You know, what's interesting is that um, I think it was Patrick Finley tweeted out that uh, DHC is very, very happy and comfortable with his role as a special teams player and to be and and to be a, an asset on the defensive backfield, not as a starter, but to, as a role player. And but you got to wonder after the big plays that he continues to make over and over again, it, it, could he potentially be the starter uh after Gibson is gone, or maybe even replace Eddie Jackson, who a lot of us are not totally happy with. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, I think, uh, I think Roquan Smith probably inadvertently just got himself fined like ten thousand dollars for calling that play BS. <laughs> but, uh, You're right about money, that. <laughs> money, 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 well worth it. But uh, yeah, uh, to be able to step in like that with Akeem Hicks out and to be able to still have that kind of performance, it, it's really, really encouraging. And I wanted to respond to a, uh, a comment that I just saw in the chat room about how uh, I, I and many other people said that Las Vegas would be a measuring stick. Mm -hmm. First of all, the question that was presented to me was, can the Bears be 2018 Bears? No, that's not what I – yeah, there it is right there. Uh, the question that was asked to me is, can the Bears be the 2018 Bears? 
After this, I'm not going to say they're the 2018 Bears. I said it was a measuring stick of whether this team could be a solid, successful team, potentially make the playoffs. That's what I'm talking about. Not being 12-4 and four and winning the division. I'm not saying they're at that point yet. So let's make sure we're on the same page. But that being said, uh, that the defense did play really well. DHC making plays. And I... <sighs> The front seven is going to carry this team because I, I, want, I still want to see, I still want to see that Eddie Jackson moment. Now we've had a few flashes this year. Obviously, he's made some plays, but you'd like to see that consistent Eddie Jackson contribution. And uh, outside of almost getting that uh, fumble on the goal line, uh, we're still kind of waiting for it. Here comes the coach. Make it real simple, and uh, these guys, they fight. Uh, they don't care what the what, what's going on, other than it's a brotherhood. They they talked about it in there. It's a brotherhood right now. And it's tight. Uh, these guys love each other. And when you love each other, man, you play hard for each other. It's crazy how that works, you know. So, um, and then what happens is you put yourself in an opportunity. You give yourself chances to win. And when you win, things get better. And then you start to get a little bit of momentum. But um, we've, we've been through some tough times together, not just this year, but for previous years. It's calloused us. It's made us tougher. Uh, but in the end, you get to see true colors of people. It reveals a lot about a lot of people. And I just know that locker room right now, of uh, the people that we have in there, um, it's it's real. It's authentic, and it makes it fun to coach. No, I mean he just was out there. You know, he, you saw you saw you saw the hit he took. You know, and then uh, you know went in, came back in, and then did the same thing later on. I mean, I just say this. Um, you know, some buck is tough. He is tough. He, he's he's proven that when he was in college. He proved it out here, and then you know same thing. Uh, with Andy being able to come in for that time that he was out and convert that third down. So there's so many pieces to this thing today. That's why I just, I put it in one of those deals where it just was, it was fun to coach these guys. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's, it talks a lot to the offensive line and tight ends. It talks a lot to those running backs. Uh, it talks a lot to our coaches for, for getting those guys ready. I think you're starting to see there's a little, I think you guys would probably agree. There's a little bit of an identity going on right now. Um, and so that's real. And how do you build off of that? Um, I know, uh, um, you know, Demo is, is at home right now watching this and he's proud. He's proud of these guys because he mentors these guys. And Damian Williams to step up, has 16 carries. Khalil Herbert to come in as a rookie and run the football like he did. That's impressive. Uh, Michael Petrie's coaching the heck out of these guys. And um, when you have that running game, it certainly makes things a lot easier in a lot of different ways. I'll remind you that defense we played against today was pretty good and they get after you. And uh, you got to be careful with how much uh, you get into drop backing, and because they 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 don't they don't need to blitz a lot. They play their their stuff and they get after you on the edge. So you got to be able to run it. And our guys, our guys did that. Look now with regard to the running game, how does the, the emphasis on improving the running in the last two weeks? I mean, the, all the tight end usage, the extra blocker, the extra tackle. How much has that had an effect? How, how important has that been to this? It's been it's been very important uh, for a lot of different reasons, and that's what I I think is so neat to see is, um, you know, I, I just think that Bill Lazor has done a phenomenal job at being able to come in here and get guys in a rhythm and and be able to feel you know uh, who's hot and where we're at and the other coaches on staff being able to help out. It's a group deal, so. Everybody included is is um, is what makes it special, and some of that stuff is is where we feel like we have a strength. And you know, again, we get into the tight end targets every week, and I don't know which direction that's going to go, but I do know this, um, and I'm excited to watch it tonight on the plane ride. But I know those tight ends are blocking their, their butts off right now, and as much as it is for the O line to help block, those guys need them. You talk about that third and twelve play, the yeah. Mooney over the middle, kind of is that where it was designed?
Yep. Okay, just it was. No, the, the play was designed to go there, uh, depending on on what we thought they were going to be in. And then we have some, you know, different parts of the progression. But Justin has waited, you know, all week. We we uh, we kind of had that bad boy sitting there waiting for that that moment. Now I don't know if it's to win the game, but it's one of those crucial third and twelves. That was a big time play in that game. Uh, and and if you don't get that now, the momentum meter swings to them big time. And so uh, Mooney to get open, make a play. Uh, Justin went through his progression. The offensive line blocked. Justin made a great throw, and Mooney made a great catch, and it was first down. Is that the best game? Is that the best game this season for your old line? Um, I got, I, let me, can you, can you ask me that tomorrow when I watch it tonight? I would say, I would say it felt good to, to be able to have all those, uh, those rushes. What was it? 37, 38 rushes for whatever it was. Um, I think that it felt like we were rushing the ball for five yards of carry. And when you have that, it's huge. So I could say partly yes. Back to the third and 12, are, are you expecting them to drop eight there like that? And when they do, I mean, how hard of a throw does that become for Justin? Mm. Yeah, the extra dropper can make it difficult uh, when you have that that drop eight. Um, but at the same point in time, depending on where you're at with the levels of your throws, he stays within his progression. That's what he did. All the guys on that play did what they were supposed to do. Justin made his progression, stayed within it, and then you got to make the throw. You got to be able to see it, and and he did that. Less than perfect situation. Sure. At this stage. Yeah, that's a that's a big part of this. He's he's been able to grow. He's been able to. I think that's what we want to see is 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 uh, constant improvement. Being able to play smart. That touchdown pass he had to, uh, down there in that, in that situation to be able to give an opportunity and not throw it away because he wasn't open, right? But a lot of times that's what happens inside the five and ten yard line in the red zone in, in this league. He made a great throw, and so those are like those are that's growth for him. Um, I just think there's so much to take out of this situationally, the way he was able to uh, to get the guys in and out of the huddle, being able to even even at the end of the game there, there was like 33 seconds on the play clock, uh, and we won the it was after the the injury we wanted to be able to milk the clock down and use everything. And I wasn't sure if he was we told him, but sometimes you get in the moment he let that thing run the whole way down. You, you saw him standing there waiting. That those extra seconds matter. So there's a little bit of growth there for just that example. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it feels good. Um, it feels good <laughs> to have that. And now, what we got to do is make sure <laughs> as we go good through the day, yeah. out where after we're well, how many years? Oh gosh, it is. It is funny that it had to take this for him to recognize that the identity of this team has been and is today the running game. It mm. it was, you know, and, and it, it may have cost us games and maybe playoff wins uh, because he didn't get it because he wanted – he was so stubborn to instill his offense, that offense he wants to run as a quarterback, and, uh, and overlook that the real strength of this team offensively is to for it to be run-based. It's, it's, it's kind of sad, but I'm happy for him. I, I'm, I'm hoping that he continues to learn his lesson and that – if because if he does, I think we're going to win a lot of football games this year. Well – Although it, it looked today and the last couple, the last two weeks that 
Matt Nagy is finally allowing this team to be the Chicago Bears and not the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. It looks like you finally look over this team and say, let's play like the Chicago Bears instead of trying to be somebody else. And I don't know if anyone's ever seen that movie, uh, Cool Runnings with the Jamaican bobsled team, course, but it's yeah. just like, eh, but they're they're always trying to be the Swiss. And finally, Sanka says, would you shut up about the damn Swiss? <laughs> <laughs> so they started bobsledding like Jamaicans and the Bears are finally playing like the Chicago Bears. So hopefully we see that trend continue. And I saw the I saw a, 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 a comment in the chat room. It's like, it's amazing what Nagy can see whenever he's the head coach or something of that nature, which is true. You can, he, he's, he, uh, you don't have to have your eyes buried in the play call and you can look over the entire atmosphere, the entire scene of the game. You can have, you can have the pulse of the game and understand what's going on. Now, still had to call a timeout right before an extra point, but you know, we'll, we'll let them have that one. But anyway, uh, th- this works. This appears to work. So uh, let's just hope that it continues that way. He seemed very selfless today. I don't know. uh, One of the PR reps finally got a hold of him and said, hey, we all know you're the head coach. You don't have to remind anybody tomorrow. You got that, Uh, right? Yeah. 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 (laughs) You noticed noticed one time you didn't tell anybody that he's the head coach. That was was good. That was was great. And he gave Bill Lazor credit without saying, I have the final say. So it was was really good to see that. And uh, and he's right. The the coaching staff is doing very well, uh, and especially – you know, we don't talk about uh, Petrie, the running back coach, very much, but look what he's doing with these guys. Mm-hmm. Look, like he's, got, he's got them all ready to play. So uh, Nagy's right in the aspect that <laughs> the, the coaching staff is doing their job, including him, which his job right now is to stay out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tyler, what do you think about the, uh, the prospects next week against the Green Bay Packers? I know you're, you're always a glass-half-full guy, but uh, uh, realistically uh, – did you see any of that Packers game against the Bengals today? I was all I was all in that game. Me too. And what I saw was a team that is ready to lose against the Chicago Bears right. next week. And I'm not saying that from a fan perspective. I'm saying that from a the perspective. I don't think the Packers are who you know a lot of people thought they were. Not me, but a lot of other people. I'm sorry. Your thoughts, Tyler? No, my 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 first thoughts. I'm half Jamaican. I just want to give John a lot of credit for referencing cool runnings. I can't just, that was such a cool reference. I'm like, damn, John, I want to drive to your house right now and give you a beer, bro. Like, I got that movie on VHS, bro. I grew up. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so much respect for Shout it out to Jamaicans. But, um, but um, no, I, they, the Bengals should have won that game. The, the Bengals had the game. Um, they, the, the Packers, I think Crosby, the downfall. I think he missed like three straight field goals in that game. I think they ended up at the at the went in at the end. I turned it off. I'm like, come on, Bengals, mm-hmm. finish the game. But um, they they're gonna use they they're gonna move Devonte Adams all over the place. They're gonna try to do screens to him. They're gonna try to move into the slot. Um, we're gonna have to gang tackle Aaron Jones. That's the main thing that I saw from that game. But anyway, our starting quarterback. Just keep myself going. So. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, when you're in that moment, you can't think about uh, what's what's hurting you. You just have to think about executing that play. So, um, of course, uh, Jasper was uh, kind of open in the back of the end zone with the DB at his back turn. So, of course, I knew that he couldn't see the ball, so I just threw it up and gave Jasper uh, a chance. And, of course, he came down with it. So, uh, on that one, uh, just to give him a chance, you know, just put it where the defender isn't. 
Because, I mean, the, the defender can't see the ball, so, so just, just give me a receiver chance. On the last field goal drive, you guys had the second to last field goal drive. You yep. had the, the third and 13 of movie. What mm-hmm. did you see on that play with the way they were playing coverage, and, and what's the, the key to making sure that you guys are on, on time with that? Yeah, I mean, that's just a timing throw. Uh, so we practiced that play throughout the week, and uh, I saw their back, and we're, we're kind of playing the sticks on that. So um, just, just that look, just trying to get a first down, trying to keep the drive going. Um, it was a great catch by Mooney and a, a, a great call. Very great call. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was awesome, of course, you know, I would have liked to score before that, but, um, you know, um, I mean, it was just awesome seeing, you know, everybody rally together and uh, get together and drive the ball on the field. I mean, yeah, when we can get the uh, run game going like that, um, it's it's tough on opposing defenses. So uh, I was glad that the offensive line was able to do that, plus the running backs and the tight end. So, um, you know, I think they did a great job, you know, blocking up front, and, you know, the, the running backs can make it place. How did it feel at the end of the season? I know you started the other games, but you were, like, picked as the starter, the permanent starter going forward this week, and then you come out here and have this win on the board. Um, I feel like it was the same as last week. Uh, I, pre- I had a pretty good idea that, you know, I was going to play last week. So, I mean, I kind of approached the week the same, you know, just playing the same and making sure I'm ready. Look, we've heard about your boys since we got here. We've seen it on that third and 12. Stadium is a lot of we got all games. Ice water in your thing. What are you thinking there? How do you execute? Yeah, just get the first down. That's all I'm thinking. Stay in the pocket. Um, you know, find a way to get a first down. So that that was what was going through my head at the moment. The hit you took in the first quarter, mm-hmm. you, you were over there being checked. Did, did it make you nauseous or ill or nah, so I got the wind knocked out of me, so that, that, that made the hit worse. So I was couldn't breathe really, to be honest with you, but um I was good after a while. The effective run game, besides just the down and distance advantage situations, is it just a how much does it help just to know that it's not going to all be on you when you see how effective you were running the ball with? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's awesome. Uh, I think it gets our offense going, I think it gets our O line confidence that you know that we're moving those guys up front. So, um, like I said, if we can get the running game going like that every week, it's definitely going to open the offense up. When you, when you first went down with the leg injury, what was the first thing that, that crossed your mind when you're trying to figure out what happened? I knew I uh, hyperextended it. I was just trying to see if I can get up. And then um, I was just able to, you know, uh, walk off the field. And then after a while, I, I could start feeling my strength uh, get, getting back. So I was just trying to, you know, see how stable it was and, and seeing if I could run on it. I mean, yeah, everybody's decided, you know, of, of course, you know, that was, a, that was a big win for us. And um, just, just, just coming here on the road, um, it was it was awesome not not having – David, David out there, I think, you know, Damien and uh, Khalil, they, they picked up the running game for sure. And, I mean, everybody's happy in there. I mean, it's it's definitely always better leaving with the win. What type of club dog are you? I'm dancing. I'm dancing there. So, uh, yeah, so y'all, y'all might see a video later in the year or something. So who knows? We'll see. Are you talking about a touchdown? Yeah, a touchdown. All I did was when I saw that, I was just – I just – Stood there and I was like, "Yo, that was crazy." But uh, I mean, yeah, he. I wish I could do that. That's 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 all I gotta say about that. I I wish I could do that. But I mean, Damien's a great player, and um, he's a. All right, great job by Justin Fields. Um, great press conference, boy. That guy has uh, certain a certain charisma to him, doesn't he, Tyler? A very a very calm, collective dude. He is a dancer. He is a he can't be like wow. Like I saw a lot of his college stuff. He, mm-hmm. he he is a he is a character with his friends when he's comfortable when he trusts the environment. 
And it's just like the, like our like our brother said in the chat. If we have a franchise quarterback, and mm-hmm. um, it's this it feels different when um, he he's he's hungry, appreciative, and he's waiting to get better. And he is. Um, I think he's still learning to go through his progressions. I think he's still learning these things. I did see a couple of ball that he checked down. I saw Darnell Mooney had actually beat his defender over top on the seam route, but he checked it down to Damian, got the first down, no big deal. But Mooney was open. It, would, it could have been a touchdown, but it's okay. Like, we're not going to like, he, he he's learning. He's hungry. He wants to win. And I don't know. I just had a vision of him, like, winning the Super Bowl. Like, I'm not, I'm not, John, I, I, I just got this, got this vision. No, it's like, good. I'm not going to tell you not to. <laughs> I just I got, I got this vision of like, of like confetti. And I'm like, dang, this dude, wow, it's possible. Like, it, it's oh, more absolutely. than possible. And going to back to, to, to next week against the Packers, Fields gives us opportunity that you just can't. He's another running back. He's another running back. And that affects the defense when you're trying to scheme and shut him down. We got plenty of speed, but if you're going to leave, I, I just see Allen Robinson being open a lot on one-on-ones. And so it's just going to be, I'm excited. I'm, I'm kind of just like beside myself right now to like, but I just got like really jacked up all of a sudden. Going into next week, you know, the, the, the Packers showed they have some deficiencies. Jair Alexander, I believe their, their cornerback is not going to be, he could be out for the rest of the season. Right. So he's certainly not going to be there next week. And you see Jamar Chase have six catches for 159 yards and a touchdown against the Packers today. Joe Burrow lighting them up for 281 and two touchdowns. T. Higgins, five catches for uh, 32 yards. So there there are yards to be had against this Green Bay defense. Uh, they didn't run the uh, – the Bengals didn't run the balls uh, particularly well, but I believe Joe Mixon might have got out of the game or he might have got hurt again. But anyway, there are there will be things to exploit with the Green Bay defense next week. Now, does that mean Justin Fields will have to take a bigger role? Will he be – will it, will it be more on him to get it done down the field? Maybe, and I think that he's capable of doing that. And maybe, and maybe you finally see uh, a huge Allen Robinson game next week. Whenever you, whenever you see uh, the Bengals number one be able to a rookie, by the way, be able to light up that defense. Why can't Allen Robinson do that, or Darnell Mooney do that next week? So I believe there will be opportunities for them to take advantage of that secondary in Green Bay and potentially come out with a win. And Tyler, I'm not going to fault you for thinking about a Super Bowl with this team. Maybe not particularly this year, but I, but I'm more confident in the Bears winning a Super Bowl in the near future now than I have been in the last well, ever, maybe, because because of the because you see what they have at quarterback, because you see the kind of character he has. It's and and Aldo, to your point, he has he has a certain attitude or he has a certain swag about uh, on when he's doing press conferences, but it's not like it's just because of his confidence. He's just stone cold throughout everything. No matter if he's if he's scoring touchdowns and throwing picks, it is the same. He is focused, laser focused. Bill laser focused the whole way through. And so I'm just I'm really excited to see where this where this kid can take the Chicago Bears. Not just not just this year, but in the next 15 years. Because I think I think they finally got it right. I think that they finally got it right. This kid is the goods. Yeah, and you know it was it was actually because I, I, I love all five quarterbacks that were drafted in the first round. I, it, to me, all five of them are can't miss quarterbacks. But to land Justin Fields with the eleventh overall pick, the fourth quarterback chosen in this draft, I think that's a miracle, man. That is like the Chiefs getting Patrick Mahomes, it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And of course, Justin has to prove it. So there's still a long road to go, 
But that's how I feel having really taken a deep look at all five of those quarterbacks, all of them outstanding. But man, Justin Fields, the fourth overall quarterback taken in that draft, falls to 11 and the Bears move up to get him. That's, you know, as critical as I am of Ryan Pace, you know, that's one of the ones that you can notch up for him and say, man, that was great. You did a great, great job. And he's missed on Adam Shaheen. He's missed on Kevin White. He's missed on other picks, but he has made some really good picks. And this time when he traded up for Justin Fields, that's a gold star, man. And and you talk about it because. A lot. I think Patrick Mahomes was like the tenth quarterback, the fifth, the tenth quarterback picked that draft. Mm-hmm. Kings passed him because they said he was too raw. He was too raw, and so like getting Justin Fields, I feel like you're right. We got a Swiss Army knife. That is which Patrick Mahomes is. You're mm-hmm. absolute. You're absolute right, bro. And that's the exciting part of it because it's exactly what the Bears needed. We needed a go-go gadget. When I say that, I mean a guy who can do a little bit of everything. Uh, he could do a lot of everything. And, and it starts with the locker room, his pregame speech, his pregame momentum, how he's talking to the offense, how he's how he's addressing his teammates, how he's holding himself accountable. Yep. Anybody could be a star, man. It's how you it's how it's how it's how you hold yourself to a standard and mm-hmm. people are going to follow your example, not a, not just your opinion. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's important for Bears fans to understand that. As they enter this gauntlet of a schedule, the heart of their schedule, where they play some really good teams, there are going to be bad games potentially for Justin Fields. And it's important to keep being excited about this kid because he's still in his rookie season. There are going to be rookie mistakes. We've seen a few already, but there are going to be bumps in the road. He's going to take a bad sack or he's going to throw a bad pick or there's going to be something that goes on where he's just not efficient for spurts. But that's what happens in a rookie season. So we should we should still be excited about this kid for the rest of the year, into next year, and beyond because we've seen what he brings to the table. We're gonna get all those rookie mistakes out now. And so by the time that he can, comes into his stride and he and whatever whoever is at the helm at head coach, whether it's Matt Nagy or anyone else, he's ready to take this team to the next level. But there, but let's let's also be patient and understand that not everything is going to be pristine throughout the rest of 2021. But it, that does not erase the fact that this kid is going to do special things for the organization. Mm-hmm. John, you just made a really great point because the, the, the Bengals actually had the game won and Joe Burrow threw a last-minute interception that mm-hmm. nobody was even open. Nobody, I don't know even know who he was throwing to. And Justin Fields didn't throw an interception today, guys. Mm-hmm. That was pretty – and no turnovers. And I also saw him throw the ball away. Live, Take the sack, no fumble. Very good. He fumbled a couple times ago, interception ago. This is the progression that I'm liking seeing in this guy. He's making those steps. I'm not sure how Trey Lance, how Lance finished the game out today, but I think he started with an interception. And so, like, these guys are – you run your own race. I'm not going to compare him to everybody else because everybody had different situations. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Chicago Bears, this is a big market with a lot of pressure, and you, there's a window. We're operating on the window right now, okay? And I I, I think we want, if you want to get back to the defense, I personally want to give – Khalil Mack, an extra two million, a two million dollar bonus for this week. Give him an extra two million bonus. <laughs> it's situational performances, like the on that two point conversion, the sack that was a big sack. That is situational. Those okay. are the things that I was really loving. There's uh, Trey Lance's numbers: fifteen out of twenty nine, no touchdown passes, one interception, a seventeen to ten loss against Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Um, 
interesting that uh, Trey Lance, who in his very first play threw a touchdown, but now starting as a game, he uh, he looked like all of the these other first round quarterbacks who had a tough time in uh, the first three se- three four games of the season before finally settling in, and it almost seems to me like Justin Fields has progressed maybe uh, faster than every any quarterback except the fifth quarterback chosen in the draft, Mac Jones. Uh, so that's interesting. Hey, I got uh, the NFL has posted the highlights from the game. And what I'd like, love to do is take us, We can if we can take us through that first drive where the Bears, again, after uh, going three and out on their first two drives mm-hmm. and the Bears defense being out there for 13 plays against the, against the Vegas Raiders, all of a sudden now, I've just felt it in my bones. The Bears have to move the chains. They got to keep this defense out. It was like four or five minutes left in the first quarter. I tweeted out this Bears defense needs to rest until the second quarter. Well, let's take a look at the highlight package that the Bears, uh, that the NFL put together. This is a second down and 22. Huge play here because this was a penalty that gave the Bears some life on this drive because second down and 22 ain't a pretty thing, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they got got belt on that first drive. They did get bailed out a few times, but it's all – I mean, there are plenty of teams that caught a lot of good calls today and weren't able to capitalize on it. As Mm -hmm. you see, that that pass to Damian Williams there getting it a pass midfield. Uh, If you're given a chance, you better take advantage of it. If you're bailed out by the other team, make it hurt. You don't mm-hmm. want to take a roughing the passer call and then still go three and out. Does, that means you didn't do anything with it. And you see their consistent drives. And I'm like, I want to give the credit to Ryan now for, for the blocking he did today, too. He, he, he cleared the way on a lot of these I formation runs. That was pretty freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, on this play, this is the Khalil Herbert run play. I keep an eye on the left tackle, uh, Jason Peters, the left tackle. He's going to go back. And then he's going to find a safety and watch what he does to him. Bam! Oh, <laughs> I love that kind of football. That's, that's, that's Old man can still move. Old man yeah. can still move a little that's bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, Fields keep things moving, you know, using A-Rob for kind of a, as a, a, a high percentage pass. You know, there wasn't a lot of play action today. I, I kind of noticed. I, I'll have to go back and look at the film, but I thought they could have done a, a little bit better of a job of handling play action. And, of course, this is the pass to Jesper Horst that scores the touchdown. And there was a fan, a Chicago Bears fan, who was seated up in the nosebleed seats, and he posted the video of this play. And it was interesting because it, it was like an all-22 uh, mm-hmm. uh, highlight of it, and that was the only pass Justin Fields could make. Everybody else was guarded, and he made the right decision. He forced it into Jesper, but he knew that Jesper had the size, the height uh, against that defender, and so that was a, just a brilliant decision by Justin Fields. A great series by the Chicago Bears. Yeah, it, it was very funny what he said in press conference. He said he, he said Jesper was kind of open. He said he was kind of open. <laughs> kind of, I made him open. <laughs> and, and, and that's and that's and those and those are those things. That's that you got like tears of quarterbacks, and that's when you say he has those those essence of greatness because those those great ones just figure out a way to make a play happen mm-hmm. rather than throw it away. That's the when you, it's, it's it's a 50-50 ball. He gave him a chance. It wasn't intercepted. If it's intercepted, we say, man, you got to throw those away. But hey, you got it done. You got it done, Rook. <laughs> 
Good job. Yeah, and and you you look over that, and the the comments are true. They, the the Raiders did give them a bunch of bailouts, the bad penalties, the drop passes, but. There, those are some games about if we would have said this about the Bears a couple weeks ago, even even last year, you would say, well, they didn't take advantage of it. Didn't matter. They still lost the game. They were able right. to take advantage of some of those uh, opportunities and, and make it hurt. And I think I saw uh, someone in the chat room a, a while ago bring up that the designed runs for Justin Fields need to be a little less obvious. And that's I, I think that's very true because they were in a very specific formation for that. And I think yeah. everyone knew exactly what was going to happen. There needs probably to be a little more deception, especially in that since in the first half, Justin Fields was an absolute pincushion for the Raiders, whether it be uh, legal hits or not. The dude was taking hit upon hit upon hit. Throw a little deception in there if you're gonna have him. Uh, if you're gonna have him run it, but overall, uh, a good game plan. Guys, if we beat the Packers next week, are we in first place? Yes, sir. Yeah, <laughs> they'd, be tied. they'd be tied. Yeah. Well, no, they'd be. They would have the tiebreaker with the head-to-head, but they'd have the same record. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we'll be ahead yeah. by the tiebreaker, baby. Yeah. That's a big yeah. deal. That's a big deal. <laughs> Yeah, and, you're ta- and Aldo, you were talking about the Raiders and uh, Trey Lance. Uh, we're not sure how long Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be out. Now, the Bears do play them on Halloween, uh-huh. uh, which is three weeks from now. So it's possible that we do see a Justin Fields, Trey Lance showdown. We're going uh, to win that game. It's at, it's at Soldier Field. So that, yeah, that, that that's a big help. That's If it I'm is Trey Scott. Lance and Justin Fields. Every time we was on commercial, I went to it real quick to check them out real quick. Get a scout on record. Mm-hmm. They saw off. Respectfully, <laughs> with all due respect, I just feel like our defense is fair. With all due respect, you're soft. That's, yeah, that's, that's, what a what a qualifier. With all due respect, your team's soft. Yeah. Should should we dress up for Halloween for the uh, Bear football game uh, report? Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's all three Hell wear. Yeah, at the very least, wear Bears jerseys. That that. Yeah, uh, we'll be. I'll be somebody. I don't know. There's so many. To, there's so many characters from Bears history to choose from. Who knows? <laughs> there really is. But I got I, one more time about Khalil Mack. I just was so impressed with this performance. And I was thinking to myself, you know, of all the games that uh, Khalil Mack has had in the Bears uniform, the first and foremost, his his debut against the Packers was outstanding. What he did that day, particularly in the first half of that game on national TV, that was just historic and something that no Bears fan should ever, ever forget. Then there was uh, there was another game that right now I'm forgetting, but he had another game that I would list as number two, and then this one at number three. Oh, the number two one was his game against Tom Brady and the yeah, Bucks yeah. last year. I was gonna say because there's a, there's the meme of of basically Mac over him and Brady looking around like, is anyone blocking this guy? <laughs> yes, exactly. And when he and Tyler's motioning like that when he took uh, Tristan Wirth, yeah, highly regarded rookie offensive lineman who. Went on it's to fun. win, uh, went on to become uh, on the all-rookie team. But the one bad game he had was against Khalil last year. Mm-hmm. And so that was fantastic. So those three games right now of Khalil Mack are just uh, masterful. And, you know, there was a lot of talk. And Dan Aguirre, who I love, and we did the Dan and all the Bear Their Shows, he uh, Bear Their Souls show, he, has give, he had given up on Khalil Mack. He just thought that he wasn't playing up to expectations and so forth. But I think what we have seen is that if you have another lineman opposite Khalil Mack, like a Robert Quinn or even a Leonard Floyd when he was at his very best, then that's going to help Khalil Mack a lot 
to get more one-on-one and less of these double and triple teams. Then the other key thing is the defensive coaching staff. Between Sean Desai and Mike Patton, they have really given this guy a new life in Chicago, and Khalil Mack is on his way to a Pro Bowl all-pro season. And I think it makes Mack feel better when he realizes he's not a, he's not alone. It's not about, okay, Mack, we need you, buddy. Mm-hmm. I think Mack is Mac – is, it's like that alpha mentality. When you're around other alphas, it makes you step up. So it's not, he's not going to get tired because it's all on him. He's having Quinn step up, who started the game off great with tackles in the backfield. Gibson's getting pressure in. Um, Roquan Smith is getting sacks. So I feel like everybody's feeding off each other, which is allowing Mac to play like younger, so to speak. And there's like, they're like a bunch of dogs over there. Just they're just, they're just having a big um, club dub party back there. And I think, <laughs> I think I think Mac is really feeding off of it. Mac, who was like who was questionable, who was questionable. All, all week long, have had an injury, playing through toughness and leaving it all on the field. Mm-hmm. He knows what the clock does, how the NFL calendar works. I think he wants to win, guys. Yeah, he wants to win, and he's be, he's winning his one on ones. Yep. One one thing I wanted to bring up is I know it's really early in the season to talk about this, but before the season even started, Robert Quinn was everyone's absolute guarantee post-June cut that he's going to save them a bunch of money uh, on the on the on the cap with him playing this way is that such is that still such an easy decision to make to say you got to cut Robert Quinn to save the money or does Robert Quinn maybe stick around for another year he should definitely stay around for another year I mean we we, we're emotional we were going off of a a small sample size but the fact that he was injured the team the team knows more than we know the Mm -hmm. team knows he was injured and everything else but with these numbers, why? We don't have that many draft picks. We don't have a first-round draft pick, excuse me. And so, like, we already have needs that we need to fill. We don't need to create more needs. That's my my that's my personal opinion. It depends on where you want to spend the money at. We got starting receivers. I think they're going to make a case to even move on for Allen Robinson or not. But, like, why create a need? Especially when let's, – let's see let's see how to, we finish the year off. But mm. where's the Bears in, in – are we still leading the league in sacks? Like – it's close. I, I don't know after today and when the numbers are still coming in, but uh, well, like it's, why? it's possible. But well, the only thing I can think of is if they love Travis Gibson that much, maybe he becomes the other guy. No, mm-hmm. but but situate, but it's the, the same thing we, we were talking about with DHC. Sometimes it's this cool for a guy to come in and give a little spurt. It's sure. different when you start and you give him that responsibility. You know, some guys are good with small sample packages. They can give you a maximum effort for these four or five plays. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, yeah, totally. Gibson should be. That's what he got drafted for. But, like, let Quinn run out his contract, unless it be coming down to some tight financials. But we need pass rushers. We need pass rushers. We're going to – that's especially in the playoffs. Yes. Green Bay is going to score points. Green Bay is going to score 27, 28 points. All right. And so we pass rushers. There is a potential out on Robert Quinn's contract next season uh, that would lessen the blow if you release him uh, or even trade him. But I do think, and a lot depends on what the decision-making, a lot depends on Travis Gibson, who right now is starting to look like he should be the heir apparent to Robert Quinn and or, you know, Khalil Mack, whichever. But because he's playing so well, I I, I really love that draft pick when Pace made that. But my gut feel right off the top is that Quinn – should be on this team next year if we've got a good feeling that he can continue to play at the high level that he has now. Now, a lot of people in the chat room are asking about Sam 
Last calls him Sam Bustafer Mustafer. He is our new Charles Leno, has to be replaced, standing around with his hands on his hips while the running back is fighting for a first down. He should have pushed the pile. You guys have uh, any comments on Sam Mustafer? I saw positive plays. I didn't. I, I probably missed that one, but I saw a lot of positive plays. Um, the, the, from that interior line. I mean, they were getting some really good push. There was some plays. I'm like, yo, what are we doing? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. But it's it's football. It's a 60 minute game. I, I must have missed that one play with his hands on his hips. But um, I saw some positives, and and, and it came down to brute strength. So he, it looks like he, he is improving. And so, hey yo, how many run? How many rushing yards did we get, John? I ain't mad at him right now. I am not <laughs> over a, over 140 total. But hey, yeah, I mean it's 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 hard to replace a center in the middle of the year or uh, in the middle of a season. Uh, if if they were that readily available, they'd probably pick one off the scrap heap and plug it in if they thought it was going to be better. Uh, and then you obviously don't want to change a lot of the chemistry you've built on that line by moving one of the guards over to center either. So because uh, you could you could. I mean, theoretically, you could move either Whitehair or Daniels to center since both of them came into the league or both of them have played center. Uh, But you maybe don't want to mess with that too much because you could move bars into the guard, I guess. But if you really wanted to start playing chess with this whole thing. But um, I think they kind of have to make do with what they have for the sake of chemistry. And they had the line played. had a good game. They ran for over 140 yards today. So uh, and. I, I would I would maybe think this would be something they use a draft pick on uh, next year. Maybe whether it be third, fourth, fifth round, maybe they go out and they get a center that they think can can uh, contribute to the to the team. But I think you're probably you're probably with you're probably stuck with Mustafer at center for the remainder of the season. You know, and a lot of people, excuse me, Tyler, uh, a lot of people are saying, you know, put James Daniels in that center because he was drafted to be the center. He played a, a center uh, for a portion of the season, but he apparently did not do a good job at calling out plays because that's the center's responsibility. And James Daniels had some really outstanding blocks today. He really pancaked a defensive back down in the, in, in the backfield, uh, the defensive backfield, but he also made mistakes on that third down and one where the bears really needed to pick up a, a first down. That was James Daniels at the right guard position who failed to hold his block and Damian Williams was stopped before the first down. So we can all, you know, I think that it, 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 let's watch uh, Danny Shimon on Thursday, bear truth to see if that's going to be one of his storylines, the work of the offensive line, because I think it would be really good for us to kind of sift through what happened at the offensive line. Because everybody made a mistake. You, Cody Whitehair, Peters, everyone in that offensive line made at least one mistake. I didn't see that one play that uh, Laz was referring to about Mustafer. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I just didn't see it. And, and But I did see Mustafer doing some good stuff out there. So I'm not ready to give up on the kid from Notre Dame. Yeah. I, I, and I'm, like I said, I think this is going to be the, unless, you know, injuries come in, I think this is what you're going to have for the rest of the year at the offensive line. I think this is what they're comfortable with. I think that they think, Whoever, whatever, whoever is what at that position they're at is the most that they can do. They're up to their best potential when at the position they're at right now. So uh, we'll see. Uh, I just don't. And we saw we saw what uh, Matt Nagy's approach to the offensive line was last year with the Rashad Coward project. They were so stubborn to not change that until you know the the team was in a tailspin. So uh, 
sans that, I think you're you're stuck. I don't want to say stuck, but I think you're you're going to see a consistent starting five on the line. Mm -hmm. Stephen is asking about what our thoughts were on Williams getting stopped on carries where there were short yardage situation was the offensive line not getting enough push. I think that when my opinion is that when that happened, it was sort of a predictable situation and the Raiders were kind of teeing up for that run. They were looking for that run. I'm not ready to give up on Damian Williams on short yard situations, but I will tell you the killer Herbert gets it done. And so I don't mind seeing him on short yardage situations. Steve. Absolutely. Give it, no, get no, I I'm, I'm not. I'm not in one for saying. Let's just keep giving the guy a chance when we know there's somebody else who can probably do it better. Uh, mm -hmm. So give give the ball to Khalil Herbert. He finds the hole quicker. He finds the lane faster, and he can he can just you know kind of bowling ball his way in there. What is five nine to fifteen or whatever he is. So mm -hmm. uh, he's able to. His vision is very very good. So give him the ball. If we need a yard, we don't need to you know be fancy about it. Give the guy the ball and see if he can pick up a yard. Yeah, and I agree with Lazda. I would love to see some more off-tackle runs on, mm -hmm. on the short yardage than always just going up the middle, up the middle, up the middle. Right. Because that is kind of predictable. Because yep. on, it was a two plays. I'm like, why don't they run outside? There's nobody out there. <laughs> I'm like, but I know hindsight's 2020, and I got a better view than what they do. Yeah. But I'm just like, I don't, there's no, but there's no DB over there. Run mm -hmm. to the side, run to, to yeah. the side. I'm like, we got the lead. Calm down, Tyler. Don't be critical. <laughs> well, guys, I think it's time to put a bow on this one. Do you want to go around the table and uh, offer up final thoughts, or you guys want to stick around for another hour or two and talk Bears football? <laughs> no, I think I think we're losing a lot of White Sox fans right now. Their game with the Astros is about to is about to start, and so uh, we'll we'll let you get back. I know that they, they're not going to go watch the game until we're done, so let's yes. give them that courtesy to, to go ahead and wrap up. <laughs> All right, I'll start things off. I want to just let everybody know that we got tons of Chicago Bears coverage this week and it starts tomorrow with greg gabriel talks football greg has got a special uh point of view on stuff uh because he was 10 years scouting director for the chicago bears he's worked with the new york giants he's got over three decades of experience in the nfl he's worked a couple of years at the xfl so when greg gabriel talks you should listen because even if you don't agree with him his opinion comes with a lot of experience. So that is tomorrow. And then we're, we're kind of playing the uh, White Sox show by ear because of um, uh, of their status tonight. So they the South Burbs Hitman guys might be on tomorrow. They might not. So we'll sort that out. But in terms of our Bears coverage, it'll be uh, back to Tuesday. It'll be Dan and Alda Bear Their Souls. Can't wait to hear Dan Aguirre say some nice things about Khalil Mack because he is – I'm going to really press him. I'm going to say, come on, you were wrong about Khalil Mack. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting discussion. And then on Wednesday, we have uh, Buffon 55. Thursday this week. Thursday this week. That is correct. I forgot about that. Um, so I better I better make sure to tell our guest that it's Thursday. <laughs> uh, and then Bear Truth. Well, we got tons of other Bears shows. We got over 16 hours of fresh Bears programming every week during the regular season. So the best way to stay on top of it is to subscribe right here to the Barroom Network on your YouTube channel. And if you can't catch the video cast, make sure that you subscribe on the audio podcast because most of the shows, the audio version is available on podcasts. You can get it iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, blah, blah, blah. Tyler, all yours, brother. 
Oh, man. First of all, it's always a pleasure to be with you guys. This was dope. It's so much like we talk about. I mean, Bears are winning. It's part of the journey. We, we, we truly, truly love it. Um, and thank you all, everybody in the chat. Everybody in the chat spending time with us. I want to say thank you all again. You all make the show. I thought I saw my man 4,000 Clovers. Appreciate you, my guy, my man Robert. Appreciate you guys. Um, you guys know I was in St. Louis last week. John and Aldo, I am definitely held it down and did a fantastic show. But um, I was in a certain store, and then I and I and I saw somebody with a bear hat, and I said, "Yo, bear down!" And then I guess my guy, my guy Tez Epps, recognized my voice. He's a truck driver out of Chicago, so I wanted to shout out my guy right there. We were at a leadership conference with over twenty thousand business owners. He's on the Diamond Jill and Derek Kosek team out of Chicago, Illinois. So shout out to my guy Tez. And all the truck drivers out there, I'm glad me, John, and Otto can keep you guys awake. So <laughs> stay awake on those roads. That's what it's about. And um, it's really, really cool to link up with somebody who's a fan of the show, who, who who takes his time to listen. We truly do appreciate you guys. And we'll probably be talking about doing some barroom meetups. I know me and John are going to a, um, a Pittsburgh game mm -hmm. um, coming up soon. And so we'll definitely be there. Um, on, on, the flip, on the flip side of that, I want to give a special shout out to um, – the Mombasa Relief Initiative, the board, um, that that whole team, they were actually at the game. They they, oh, wow. they, they all flew from Chicago and went to the game. Mm -hmm. And so that, that whole team was there. Shout out to all you guys. We're getting ready to go. We're preparing to go back to Africa in March. So heads up on that, getting getting really excited for that. Um, getting ready. We're in the process of building three, four additional classrooms for students. And we're shipping over about 50 now computers. And mm -hmm. we're going to teach some of these kids how to build computers and a craft. And so super, super excited about that. But besides that, I just want to say great Bears win, Bears Nation. And um, go into your Monday. Be productive. Let's punch Monday in the face. Maintain your peace and bear down. Appreciate you all. All right. Hey, can I just say real quickly, truck drivers, boy, did we learn how valuable they are to our lives during the pandemic? Mm. My God. Th thank mm. you. Thank you for all, all the people who are out there trucking, working all sorts of hours to get yep. ourselves uh, uh, stacked at, at stores and all the people who are doing the stacking and so forth. This is a great country and it's an even better country when we realize and support all the people who are making our lives a little easier with their hard work. Hey, and then real quick, John, sorry, brother. <laughs> I know you just reminded me. With our truck drivers, I know you guys need to stay awake. You, you need to stay awake because you're driving like a, pretty much like a tank, so to speak. And so um, anybody in, anybody in the chat, you can definitely check out freedomgains.us for um, natural B vitamin energy to keep, to keep you alert. And then I hope everybody tells about their show. So you can follow me on Instagram at freedom underscore gains. Okay, it's all about fitness motivation, spiritual motivation. And just overall thought process of positivity, okay. But um, we we win together when we fuel our minds and our bodies. From our neck downs, we're thirty dollars thirty dollars an hour. But from the neck up, we're priceless. So it's all about what we feed ourselves, okay. Be blessed, y'all. All right, I don't need anything to keep me awake on this show. This show is one big caffeine pill after another. But <laughs> I, I do want to say, great Bears victory today. I want to thank the Chicago Bears for winning this game because I don't think we saw the dragon veins in my neck one time throughout this entire show. I didn't have to yell or scream. I didn't have to call Matt Nagy names necessarily. So that was good for my health. 
not just mental health, but physical health. I don't feel like I just had a heart attack when we're getting off of this show. So that's 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 great. But overall, love watching the Bears when they're when they're have a game plan that works out. Love watching them when they're successful. Love talking to all of you guys when they are successful. So well, like I always say, whether this is your first time listening or 50th time listening, appreciate each and every one of you. Packers week, guys. Packers week. This is what it's all about. The Packers and the Bears play next week. So let's go. Biggest game of the year. It's it's going on. The Bears have a chance to win this game. So let's get hyped for it. But that will do it for this edition of Bear Football. Brodo Gondia, Tyler Ellis. I'm John Buffone. We'll see you next week, everybody. <laughs>